This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're on dating sites or apps and you're getting a whole lot of nothing, chances are you really need to work on your pictures. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the world to have amazing pictures that she'll find incredibly attractive that will make her swipe right. And I just wrote a guide on how to get those pictures. It's called Profile Pics That Will Make Her Swipe Right. And it's available on my website right now at kristenandchill.com. I've now made over hundreds of dudes profiles and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, even if he wasn't. And I've taken everything I've learned about what makes great profile pictures and I've put them in this guide. The first 20 people to buy the guide get $5 off with promo code for you, F-O-R-Y-O-U. All you have to do is enter it at checkout and you can go to kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. That's kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. It's worth all the carpal tunnel, I promise. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we tell you how to protect yourself from women, how to stay safe and secure when you are online with women. That's right. We have a security expert who is telling us the warning signs that you are being catfished and how to protect yourself and what you should do as soon as you realize this is happening to you. We also talk about on the second half of the show, we got a question from a listener where we discuss how to convey to a woman that you're not in the space for a relationship and want to be casual. When do you tell her? How do you tell her? We dive into that and dissect it like crazy. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Woman podcast. It's Kristen Carney, of course, here with Marnie Kinris. And we have a guest of of sorts. We've never had anyone talk about this kind of stuff, and I'm excited to hear about it. Rarely am I excited to hear about stuff our guests have to say. (laughs) Um, This is what excites you. This is interesting. Okay. We have an... A guy who's worked in intelligence and cybersecurity, and his name's Nick Lamb. Hey, Nick, sorry for such a strange intro. I don't really know how to summarize you. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. Cool, cool. Basically, he's awesome and does very ninja stuff, and he is on this show to tell us and tell you listening how to protect yourself from women. Not your hearts, but possibly 
your well, actually, maybe your hearts, your your wallets, and talk about you know the warnings for people who are dating online and how to protect yourself. So, Nick, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Uh, it's my pleasure, guys. Really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So I I, I want to leave this. You know, this is your your show. I I want because I don't know anything about this. So why don't you start by telling us about what is going on right now? I, I I have the article that you sent over to me. If you want me to start by reading the quote, I can, or you can just dive into telling people yeah, what, go, what's going go on. Because it'll probably make the most sense out of anything I've got to say today. So yeah, go for that money and we'll we'll go from there. Okay. So the FBI has issued an alert warning online daters of confidence slash romance scams that have drawn them into a relationship and then convinced them to provide their financials to or other uh, information or send money. And then the quote is, in 2017, more than 15,000 people filed complaints with the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, alleging they were victims of confidence slash romance fraud and reportings of losses of more than $211 million, which is insane. Oh my God, I need to get in on this. I need to get in on this. I could be making so much money. (laughs) Nick, that's what I want you here for, is to actually tell me how to do it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's like, how do you do this? How do you get the money from people? But so I I have uh, my husband's best friend is staying with us right now. And I was saying, this is what the show's going to be about today. I'm really excited, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh my God, my Uber driver just told me (laughs) that he was scammed out of $235,000 last year, which is why he's driving for Uber now. But like this girl, he was interacting with online was doing this to him. So I know that some people are like, oh, yes, it's true. Women are horrible and they're all going to scam you and take your money, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, like, I want to hear from you. Um, but it also might not just be women on this. It could be men right. behind the accounts operating these scams yeah. too, obviously. Yeah, totally. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, the floor is yours. You're absolutely on it. And uh, I mean, this is one of the things that triggered me to come on today and talk about this is um, around this area and what's known as catfishing, you know, spelt with the PH because everything's got to be spelt with a PH nowadays to be trendy. But yeah, catfishing is just another form of online scam. Unfortunately, it can be a lot more damaging to the individual than just the cash because uh, it plays on those vulnerabilities that a lot of people have got both sexes, you know, and it's that whole trust thing. And uh, once you commit yourself to a trust position with somebody, then uh, that's how they read you in and that's how they take advantage. There's is such a wide subject that, you know, I, I really kind of want to get into what you need to start doing about it rather than just going to all the options. But just to give you an idea, I was talking to uh, a colleague about this in a completely different related sector, and she turned around and said, oh, God, I've got to listen to this because my mother just got scammed out of, you know, she's an older lady doing this kind of, her husband died, you know, she was doing that older lady dating stuff. And, um, yeah, she got scammed out of three, 4,000 pounds in the UK. So it goes on all the time. But what it really, really, really triggers, I think, is you've got to be aware of what you're doing online. And this is kind of, if the listeners get one takeaway from this, it's just because you're doing stuff online doesn't mean to say that you should treat it any differently to the way you treat your day-to-day life. And what we mean by that is that there's a lot of stuff that people do that they would never do in the real world, in the physical world, IRL, if you like. And yet they're quite happy to put it online. I mean, in some of our other 
stuff around more basic security, and I know this is sort of just an illustration, we say to people, we've got what we call the supermarket test as like the acid test in people's mind of if you wouldn't put a piece of information up onto the notice board at your local supermarket, why are you posting it on social media or on a dating site or on somewhere else? And that's what people are doing. You know, oh, we're going on holiday and and locking up the house for three weeks and we're going to have a great time and we're going to show all these pictures of ourselves on Facebook. Yeah, um, would you put that in your in your local supermarket on the on the wall? Hmm, or like not. your front door and say, saying, "We're not here for two weeks," <laughs> just yeah, for like totally. the mailman to know. It's true, hundred percent. And that's the thing is, there's this syndrome. There's this whole there's various terminology and there's various sort of psycho babble um, studies on the why. But at its most basic, it's all about the fact that people feel disinhibited online. And there's symptoms of it that comes over from all kinds of places. Cyberbullying, picking something particularly nasty and vicious. Most of those people wouldn't say the things or do the things if they didn't think they were, like, disconnected from the other person. And it's that same disinhibition. So one takeaway is just be aware, be savvy, and be switched on when you're dealing with stuff online. Which I love. But so the thing is, is that when you are using online dating, the way to act in online dating is to be as open as possible. So it kind of contradicts everything that you're saying. So how can you be as open as possible while still protecting yourself from sure. things like the, like you've just mentioned? Yeah. I mean, a little bit later, I think we're going to get into one of my own personal road crashes that uh, mm-hmm. from earlier days, but we'll save that one for a bit later. But just being having the same note of caution that you would have if, you know, and it's not gender specific, but tends to be ladies meeting guys, they would, you know, be a little bit more cautious if they were going to, if they met a guy in a club pub kind of relationship, they're probably not going to, you know, just drag him, go back to his place that night, no checks, no balances, no nothing straight out of the blue. They're not going to give, their home address, they're not going to give necessarily a real number. Yeah, totally, totally. And the thing is that a lot of these scams, just bouncing back to what triggered the, the whole conversation about the scams, one of the things that really surprises me and frankly scares me, and I'll, I'll talk about my colleague's mother as just an example, very switched on, ex-professional businesswoman, really together lady, been known known this guy she'd been chatting to him for 10 12 weeks and then all those little drips of oh yeah i've got this problem and you know my brother's been taken ill and you know we can't afford the flights to you know i don't need to go into great detail but you get where the whole scam goes yeah but even what you just said the point is that she's highly educated because so, you're picturing these silly people who have nothing going on with their lives, who are not very smart, being taken advantage oh. of. But you're saying it, it's not. It's like mm-hmm. when you play with your heart, you'll do things that you never thought were possible. Oh, 100%. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing that these people play on. And I suppose one of the, if you like, the tangible takeaways from this, and I know, I know you speak to this, both of you do in your courses and so forth, is there comes a point where are you just wanting to play at dating online or do you actually want to meet somebody? 
Right. Because that that's an interesting just, thing. Yeah. There's a balance, you know. Yeah, you've got to do your checks and balances. You've got to be safe. You've got to be sure what you're dealing with. But there comes a point where you're not going to know. Are you going to waste a lot of your time? Are you just going to get out there and say, hey, let's go for that coffee? And then you can see if there is or isn't that spark rather than are you going to drag it on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then find there's no spark or maybe they're not who they say they are. Right. So are you saying that that's a huge sign if the person's refusing to meet you? Yeah. Or delaying the meeting in real life? Absolutely. So this guy that I've talked with a little bit, he unfortunately, I think, is the prime target for being scammed. Mm -hmm. And I think his profile, like if I were an FBI person and I had to make up a profile of like, the dude is going to get scammed on a dating app, it would be him. He's... I think in his late 40s or early 50s, he is not, you know, super attractive. He's he's okay. He's not like, super handsome. So he's not getting tons of matches. He's mm. very, very, very nice. I think he's naive. And yeah. he's and he lives alone without family nearby. So I think he's very susceptible to this type of thing. So with him, what I noticed was that even when I talked to him about it, he and he he listens to my other podcasts. He doesn't. It has nothing to do with this. So this was kind of random that we ended up talking about this. But he looks for the good in people. I think because he wants to connect with someone. And so there were women that or profiles that were so blatantly just trying to get money from him. And even when I pointed that out, he seemed to put a put a put blinders up and say, "Well, no, but we, you know, he wanted them to be real." people. And so I think to be self-aware enough to know that you might be a target is really important. You're like, okay, you know, I'm, I oh, probably look like I so don't match with that many people. I look like a nice guy. And I, and I'm, this is kind of a roundabout way of me saying desperate. I'm not trying to say desperate, but, you know, be aware. If you're this like guy that a woman yeah. normally who has these amazing tight breasts or something isn't generally hitting on you if she happens to do it online you might want to just take a look a step back and go okay maybe you're, you're totally totally right totally right Kristen. i mean i am a wonderful physically attractive specimen clearly Obviously. and everybody would love to date me but even i'm realistic yes. enough to know that when some 22 year old russian model sends me a message on instagram going hey be my friend and i'll send you lots of naughty pictures really seriously i mean am i actually going yeah to it's like that? the too good to be true thing oh, yeah but i mean but the, but the scary thing is a lot of those really obvious really dumb you know shotgun kind of approach scams they even they pull people in because the thing that people miss quite often is that a lot of this scam artistry and it is an art that these guys and girls have developed they've got to get that hook from somewhere so you may think oh yeah i want to see some nudie pictures so i'll just click on it and whatever your profile has been picked up by that site they're actually pre wow qualifying you for uh -oh. a more detailed attack and just straying away from the dating side just to give it another reality check this is exactly the way that a lot of the financial and business spear phishing scams work in that they'll shotgun 
you know, and we do this as a company, corporately, ethically, hands up, say that now. But when we're testing companies, you test your shotgun a company and just see who bounces back at you, who's dumb enough to click on the link. And then they're the ones that you start picking on and you start working on. You would right. Be, it's you? like the old yeah, people are susceptible to someone from from Apple, apparently, calling to say there's a tech issue. Like old ladies are going to go, oh, okay, there's a tech issue. But someone that is a little bit more savvy is going to go, wait, you guys wouldn't call me for this. So yeah, yeah, there's a definite type of person. Yeah, but I mean, bank scams... The thing, the thing with these people, and what's so vicious about this is they play on exactly as as you were saying, uh, Kristen, about that guy, probably a really, really nice guy, really decent person who tries to see the good in everybody, and they're playing on that to take advantage of him, and so they're going to actually reel him in with his empathy, reel him in with his great story, and they're going to have details that they're going to pull out and rework on him over a period of time. And it's no different to the the classic little old lady, little old man scam where somebody will ring up, ask you, ask them a load of questions. Then a couple of weeks later, somebody else will ring up and say, oh, there's uh, a problem with your bank account, Mrs. Smith. Yeah, can I just confirm that your dog is called Nobby and your late husband's first name was Bill. Yeah, which they got from a previous conversation, which was a cold call, scams call, and they use that to validate themselves. People fall for it, they trust them, they believe it, and there you go. You've just signed over your bank account. I don't get why people with with this much energy or this much motivation just don't become doctors or, like, you know, lawyers or something. Go use this energy for something good. Right. Or like work the stock market. Yeah, use it for yeah, that's well, why they? I mean, they get to create their own hours. <laughs> Once they've got something that works, yeah. it works. Like, so why would they? It sounds fantastic. They have the freedom to, they can call from wherever they want. Um, but I, I'd love to give the people who are listening, like maybe five things to look for, five one. warning yeah. signs, and then also give them steps to eliminate this person from their lives and potentially also report them as somebody who may need to be sure. flagged because I don't, I, I listen, everybody can be fall victim to this. And I understand if you are having low moments where you do want some attention, it might feel really good, but then you might get wrapped up in it and then lose a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. So let's talk about some warning signs for guys. Well, I, absolutely. And, and I would also highlight the, uh, the personal road crash, which we'll come to in a minute. Yeah. Tease us here. But <laughs> That whole, that whole thing, it's not just about the deliberate scam, uh, if you'll forgive the term, it's about the psycho factor with online dating because there is a tendency to be much more open and engaged with someone who you've not actually physically met. You meet that person and you can see the For guys sure. are helter-skelter and, you know, that maybe the Hells Angels cut off is a, not the best look for your new girlfriend. Yeah, and that's not judging, whatever whatever you're into. But, you know, it's those things that you're not going to get until you meet somebody in person that you're not going to get those nonverbal triggers that are warning signs to people. So there's a whole bunch of what I'm going to give you now that actually applies to that as well as the deliberate scam, the just thanks but no thanks department. Wonderful. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I've got a few lists here, and one of them without kind of 
making this too boring or dull, is really get your basics sorted out, as in the same procedures that you would use, whether it's banking, whether it's social media, anything you do online. You really want to be having the same kind of approach when you go into online dating, that this is a thing. It's it's a great thing, but you've got to be cautious and you've got to have your processes in place. So think about the basics. Passwords. One of the one of the biggest risks that people carry with online dating, and you, you, I know, Marnie, you've heard me wang on about this in other contexts, in other places, but the, the thing is passwords. The number of people who still use the same flaming password for all their accounts, for their Facebook, for their online banking, for their you know, Tinder account, you know, it doesn't matter. If you're going to use the same account password, you're putting it out there that you can be taken out because if one gets compromised, all your life gets compromised. So rule one, never, 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 never have the same password for things, especially if you are getting into something that's, let's say you're engaging in an unknown environment, you Make sure you're using completely unique stuff for uh, what you do in your online dating profiles. Some and quite a few, and unfortunately, we saw a new dating app that came out very recently was going on about how wonderful it was and all its new features and how it was enabling people to find each other because of their geolocation from their phones. Great idea. Unfortunately, they weren't going through the right checks and balances and they weren't giving people the opportunity to switch it off. So make sure you know what the dating apps you're using are actually asking you to do before you go on. Right. Geolocation is a huge gotcha. Again, it's not just for the girls, but the guys as well. You don't want that lovely cute young lady that you think is going to be the love of your life who turns out to be a complete bunny boiler knowing where you live where your car's parked it just it's, it's a bad thing so again disable don't let people find out where you are don't give away too much information on these settings something else that you different apps have got different ways of setting this but this is certainly something that applies in social media apps quite a few of the more modern Dating apps have got this. Look at the settings of how who can see what in the way of connections that you've got. I'm not advocating that people want to do naughty things online, but if you do, you don't necessarily want your long-standing girlfriend to know about it. Hey, reality check, guys. So just make sure what can be seen, where, and when. Email accounts. Now, this is blindingly obvious, but if you link an email account to a dating app that is nowadays that's used as a security check. So if you are going to go down this road of committing to online dating, why not create an email account, you know, create your new Gmail account, do it completely legitimately, but just keep that Gmail account for online dating purposes only so it doesn't get mixed up with any banking stuff. And also, it's going to give you a way to control who comes in through the door. And if things do go badly wrong, you can kill it without losing your entire life. What are some things that guys can look for once they're dating online? So so suspicious behavior, 
just some some common red flags that they can say, eh, this is this is not a real person. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing to bear in mind is it's not just that they might be a glove puppet, or, you know, and not a real person, a false profile, but they might be a real person just with a skin around it so that it, you're never right, going right. to find out who the real person is, but it's still a real person on there. Or equally, right. and I'm, you know, the teaser story is coming out very shortly, but that whole scenario of just be careful what you wish for when you get on there. So big things to look for. Women are a lot, lot better at this than guys generally. So guys, you know, school of hard knocks, I was this dumb person, but don't just fall for the pretty face. Look at the detail of what's been put in the profile. Has some effort been put into actually writing stuff that makes sense? And actually is a bit of, you know, learning feedback is without question. Whenever I've been online dating, the feedback I've always had from ladies I've dated has always been the more filled out the profile is, the more real it is, the more without giving away the farm. You can talk about what your interests, what your hobbies are, but you don't have to give graphic detail of which clubs you go to and so forth. You can just talk about it in an honest way. Now, you should be looking for the same things coming back at you. If you've got Svetlana, the 23-year-old, six-foot blonde, with no nothing other than I live in a town near you as her profile, that's probably a good indicator. That's not real, you know? But you'd be amazed the number of people who write to Svetlana going, oh, I'd really like to take you out. So that reality check, does it look sensible? Does it look real? Does everything match up? I live just outside Seattle, but I've got a Russian phone number. Hmm. You know, it's that kind of stuff. We're not going to eliminate all of the bad people, but we're going to eliminate the obvious stuff. Likewise, as we touched on earlier, once you get start getting into a communication, a relationship-type communication, you know, it's not all about jumping in and asking the person to marry you straight away. Yeah, we we talk about it, your courses, both of you guys. You punch this in the guys as much as you should, and you do a great job of it. But the honest truth is. If you're getting the same kind of thing coming back from the other side, it's a warning sign. One, because women are more cautious than blokes mostly at this kind of stuff. And two, it just doesn't feel right. Even if it's a real person, is that that's not a good indication that this is a healthy, balanced person you want to be dating. So start to get a feel for what is realistic. Set yourself some targets. And I, I personally, so, you know, this is not theory. This is, you know, me personally. When I was online dating some years back, I found it was really useful to set some kind of targets. And that, that sounds awfully academic and cold. But what I meant by that was, like, if I've done a few DMs and then, yeah, we're kind of vibing a bit, and it, it seems like a bit of fun, it's somebody I might be interested in, Jump to a call. You know, don't like drag it out. Get on a call, talk to the person. If they're a real person, they're going to start texting or calling back. And you can make a huge leap of judgment at that point. But again, get from the doing phone calls stage to, hey, do you want to go for a coffee? Let's see if this is a real thing. If they start backing off at that stage, 
again, you've got to accept the warning signs, whether it's because you're not the sort of person that you're there into, or is this something more dodgy than uh, that it might appear? Yeah. On that, in case I forget this one, this is one that I actually did. I mean, I know I'm going back into sort of semi-ancient history here, back into the mid-noughties when I was last doing this, but it gives you an excuse to be a bit James Bondy and actually have something a bit fun to talk about. But seriously, I would advise you, if you're going to be doing this online dating thing, guys, get a burner phone. Now, if you don't know what a burner phone is, um, you need to watch more Jason Bourne and James Bond films. But basically, a burner is a deniable, throwaway, simple... You know what the problem is with the burner phone is that a lot of people with iPhones, if the message comes through green rather than blue, it means they don't have an iPhone. And people are like, what kind of phone does he have? What a loser. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no absolute on this, guys. But all I'm saying is that at that point where you you can do your dating stuff on on your proper phone, on your iPhone. But when you give a number and say, hey, look, you know, I, I'd like to chat to you, but can you call me on this number? Here's a number. Then th- it saved me two iPhones. Let's put it that way. Oh my gosh, this is just uh, all crazy. So the the biggest thing that I'm hearing from you is number one, get a burner phone. Um, (laughs) Number two is if somebody is really pretty and has nothing else in their profile and really is just over eager and into you right away. That's a huge warning sign. Second warning sign is failure to meet you in real life. Those are the two biggest things to look for to decide whether or not you're being catfishing. And then as soon as they ask for money, that means you are definitely being catfished. That's Mm -hmm. all that it is. I don't think anybody who is on dating apps who is really there to date you is ever going to tell you about their woes and ask for money. So those are yeah, yeah. The, the the three biggest that's, things. Absolutely, for sure. and that's, usually like someone someone who's going to ask you for money and isn't a scam artist is going to marry you and like put in the time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, yeah, I was kind of going there. You, you're spot on. Is that you know, just last time you were dating somebody for twelve months. At that twelve months point, if they were turning around and went, yeah, my sister Janine, who you met at last Christmas, she needs some medication for this. You know, maybe just maybe you might think about helping her out, but not yes. after you've been to two dates at Starbucks. No, or not even if you haven't been there at all and never met this person in real life. It's just, but it's hard. It's sometimes it's it's worth the fee. For guys who want to tactfully do this, you know, with the kind of sorting through to see who may be a scam artist, who may not, I've had guys before, like one or two, have said, as soon as we started talking, they were like, send me a selfie, like right now. And I didn't like that because number one, I looked horrific, as I normally do. And they're (laughs) like, oh yeah, she's... But I, So I don't know if they were trying to see if I was. Well, if I was... Kristen, you were too good to be true and you asked for money. Well, either either they think I'm a catfish account or they think those pictures really aren't accurate and I'm really not that pretty or as pretty as the pictures that I've put up in my profile. So the guys that have done that, it's an instant turnoff. I end up not talking to them. I think it's gross. So I think a tactful way to do it wouldn't be by doing something like that. 
you know, I, I don't know what the tactful way would, yeah. would I don't be. Know. What would be the tactful way? Yeah, there's no way to, it's because I understand both well, sides protecting there, themselves. Like, okay, you're too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is. So, so clearly, just doing it in that aggressive, I want to see a picture of you now way is not appropriate, guys. That's not going to get you a good result. And what about like, show me a picture of your hands? Would that be weird? Side, Sorry yeah. to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, where Marnie was going with that was, is there something else that you can do if you kind of want to validate somebody? You can say, you can go back to them and say, look, you know, one, I've not, you know, we've not chatted that much. I'm I'm thinking from the person who's being asked at the moment, say, look, you know, yeah, I'd be totally happy to do that. Maybe once we've chatted and I, I think that there might be, we want to go somewhere, but let's just keep the, text going as text for the moment that's one way you can handle it if that came back to you and i think that's pretty reasonable and legit the other side would be literally as marnie was kind kind of going down the road of because was if you've got yeah you could do something wacky do something funny you know like hey i'm going to send you a picture but you're not getting to see me because i look like death warmed over or an extra from yeah, The Walking Dead, I'm, you know, here's a, me with a cushion in front of my face, click. And then that's kind of light, it's humorous, it's funny, it's it's a genuine engagement. And yeah, the one time I, I did reply, or not like reply immediately with a photo, but I had a little back and forth. What I ended up doing was saying, I look really bad right now, I'm not super comfortable with sending a picture of myself, but I get it. So I was like, I'm gonna do a selfie in the mirror and I'm gonna kind of block my face and this is all you're getting, but okay. you know. And I think that quenched whatever it was that he was searching for, for the moment, but then you know, didn't go further. But the reality of this is that Again, people kind of get this idea. And again, I think this is the bit shown in the behavior of the guys that were coming. I want to see a picture of you now, madam. You know, I want to see this picture. I don't believe it. Is because would they, if they met you at a club and it was like, you know, I want a photograph of you next morning. Uh, no, it's, it's right. not you know I'm my human. reaction. It's just people kind of do weird stuff because they're online. Exactly. Right. It's this facade or this protective wall that you can keep up. So we're going to take a break really quickly and we're going to get to much more of this conversation in just a second. So we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey you, this is Marnie and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also give us five stars just because. All right, so we are back. I'm sorry about that. For some reason, my internet went out, but I'm back now. I'm catfishing all of you. Okay, so (laughs) Nick, I have been dying to hear this story that you've been teasing the entire time. So I want to hear this story, and then I want to get to some questions from our listeners, because it's always nice to have a man with a British voice answer our questions. So ready when you are for the story, and then we'll get to our questions. You know what? We should... 
Nick, you should just be the narrator and read all of the questions every episode <laughs> so that we constantly oh. have. It's a lovely Wouldn't sound. We need nice. more of it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, we can we can negotiate that one separately. Okay. Offline, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, God, my dating life has been um, entertaining, to say the least. The, there's one particular incident, and I'll, I'll set it up for the listeners just to put it in context because it was a bit old school. I I worked out in the Middle East for a number of years. Came back in uh, like uh, two th- late, very late two thousand and one to early two thousand and two. Found myself miraculously single again, and it was in the early early days of um, online dating. To be completely honest, I can't actually even remember what platform it was on. It was before Match dot com or even you know any of that common mainstream stuff existed. So I went on and like, you know, a dating site's a dating site. There's been relatively little that's changed in the last 15, 20 years. And this particular thing went on to it, searched through areas, you know, geo search. And, you know, there's a particular young lady on there. Bear in mind, I was a lot younger than I am today. And, uh, yeah, a bit rock chicky, but, you know, kind of cool very you know tall dark hair slim yeah interesting so messaged chatted yeah cool she obviously was into a uh, heavy rock music and uh, that was all great and you know i quite like you know, loud stuff so that was all cool talked and then went over onto phones and then started texting you know so it came off the platform onto real phones Tasted, that was all cool. So what's the next stage? Next stage is, uh, okay, let's get cool. And this was one of the lessons why I started to accelerate things on this process because we've been doing this about three weeks by this stage. And I think the final payoff, there's a bit of psychological investment in this that is a warning sign for some people here. Anyway, I uh, spoke to her and phone goes. And uh, if you know British accents, there's just certain ones i suppose it's like a hardcore new york brooklyn accent would be the nearest equivalent it was <laughs> what we call omgi oh my god they need now she's from south london <laughs> and she talked to us like that. and yeah like, um, lovely lady i'm sure probably but like thanks guys probably not so what does you a gentleman do you chat for five minutes it's yeah that's cool that's great thanks yeah interesting what bands you're going to see lovely hey let's catch up again and you know we'll we'll text when we want to chat next phew off the call done right do the gentlemanly thing next day quick text hey you know as we know we're on the site but but just wanted to do the courteous thing i've met somebody so look thanks and good luck with what you're doing in the future that was what I thought was going to be there and it was all going to be over. No, 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 no. No, she got my phone number, she got my email address, and it started. You lying bastard, you've led me on. How dare you? You. The abuse started. And uh, initially it was quite amusing, then it became scary, then it became um, quite painful. But this went on for more than a week like three, four, five times a day, and then it started going through the night. And in the end, I just ended up scrapping that 
email account and ditching the phone number, which I'd had for nearly five years. And his phone number. Yeah. yeah, That really is the biggest tragedy is losing a phone number that you had for so long. Yeah. What a pain. Bingo. Bingo. So anyway, so why do I say burner phones, guys? You can kind of take a leap in the dark where I got that idea from. But yeah, but in all seriousness, the point was women are crazy. Related <laughs> to what we were talking about earlier, you know, it, it all looked fine online. Oh, bitches! <laughs> well, yeah, that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? But the thing about it was that it all looked fine online. She was cute. She looked great. It was like that, but you didn't have that right. in real life connection to just go, oh god, she might be the best, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that yet. But I couldn't live with that voice, you know, or whatever it is. But that's a reality check. You don't know that till you get it out there. So just get into IRL as soon as appropriate. You know what I I think is is a good way around um, the stuff is to see if they have social media and to say, you know, what's your Facebook? I'd love to add you on Facebook. Or what's your Instagram? I want to send you something on there something like that where then you can verify things about them that m- mm, might be real and with that that's a uh, a way i sort out yeah. whether or not i like a guy's voice because i'll go to his instagram and then hope there's a video if there's a video of him on there <laughs> i listen intently and i'm like okay good he has a normal voice and then i can resume that's uh, a good tactic i think yeah i like your thinking yeah but yeah yeah, it's very good tactics. The only thing to be careful of, though, is that on just do it in such a way that they are going to give you a link where you can go and check them out. You can go and have a look at what they're doing. But frequently, right. you've got to be prepared for the fact that you're going to give away your social media contact details. But you, if they're private, yes, in order to see their stuff. But if they give you their social media handle, you don't necessarily have to follow them on Instagram to sort to go through their stuff. So they might not see you because you don't have to follow them necessarily. Okay, yeah. Agreed. Totally. Totally. But they may think that's just a little bit creepy. Right. If, that's true. If that's an ask without nothing coming back the other way. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm getting to it. I just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I got to run out for a minute. Then I'm going to get back to my social media and uh, I'll see you never. <laughs> I like exactly. it. I like it. I like, <laughs> right. thinking. I like that story. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you, but you're absolutely right. I think the biggest lesson that we've learned from this is like meet in real life. And that's, that's true even if you're not being catfish. Like just meet in real life as fast as possible, because that's the point. The point is you're supposed to say, I'm single, you're single, we kind of click. Let's see if we can do this in the real world. If not, let's go find other people online. That's the wonderful thing about it. So get off your butt and get out of your house. Yeah, spot on. It should accelerate the dating cycle, not slow it down. And why the number of people who kind of, drag their asses all over the place, just like, oh, well, I've been chatting to this girl online for 10 weeks. Really? You know, yeah. yeah. It's it it been a long freaking time. Years. Well, what's interesting is things can even happen in real life. And this, so I mentioned a while ago, this guy that I had seen a few times at Starbucks. I don't know if you remember Marnie, but he was a good looking guy. We didn't talk, but it was like, we knew we had both seen each other and then it was kind of awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up talking the other night and it was 
it went great. He used a great opener. He heard I was friendly because I started talking to this other person and he was sitting next to me. And so when he got up to go to the bathroom, he, I didn't think he'd be funny at all. And he said something like, would you mind killing anyone that tries to take my stuff or something like that? <laughs> I, I like loved that. it. And it caught me, you know, he doesn't know what I do or anything. So it really struck me. And so I said, oh yeah, I've got a gun in my purse. So, you know, we're all good or something. And so I immediately was like, oh my God, this whole time, this guy. Have I met my soulmate? Yeah, exactly. So he came back from the bathroom. We ended up talking for a really long time. We totally hit it off. And so at the, at the end of our conversation, my brother happened to walk in, which was killing my game. So... It was very random, you know, that he came in. It wasn't like we had planned to meet at Starbucks or anything. And so when the guy was leaving, he was super friendly, started a conversation with my brother and then said, I'll see you, you know, again soon because this is our office. Like we share an office together. And so uh, I was thrilled. I was like, this guy's amazing. My brother's like, you got to go out with that guy. I assumed he didn't ask me for my number because my brother was there and killing my game. So then the next time I saw him there... I saw he he's married. He was wearing a wedding ring. Oh. And it's like, and we had such a good flirtatious conversation. And I didn't think to look for it before. I jokingly said, well, maybe he threw it on knowing that he'd be there and he doesn't like me. And he's, you know, trying to get rid of me. Maybe he's not really married, but he mentioned having a daughter the second right. time. So he mentioned this daughter and then all of a sudden I thought to look at his hand. So in person, you can even be misled in a sense. Not that we had gone on a date, but we probably talked for a good half hour, almost like we were on a date. And, and oh you know, God. and I, so, so it's yeah. like you have to be wary no matter what. And it's really sad. Well, it's not wary. It's just you have to pull focus. Like you <laughs> right? Some guy's or, talking and, to you. He's going to be honest and not a shit bag. And he's going to be a single man. But all of a sudden... Ah, but that's interesting because the advice that we give to most men who listen to this show is that women can talk to you and be friendly. And it doesn't mean that she wants you. So I'll give the same advice to you. That's true. He, he, he had his ring on. So for him, he wasn't misleading you at all. You'd been eyeing each other for weeks. Hopefully you'd seen that he was married. He probably had his kids with him and his wife with him one time. And maybe you didn't no, notice no, that. Did not. So that's on you. I know what you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. But he, you know, yeah. So, but there's a difference. And I do agree. Women can be friendly with men and men can be friendly with women. It doesn't mean anything sexual. But when there is that energy, he was giggling. Like we were both giggly and flirty, like holding eye contact. I mean, it was a very much a sexual tension type of... Oh, he could have been attracted to you. Right. But with that ring on his finger, he's like, yeah, this is, this is where yeah, I am. I don't so there was, I've talked to, I've talked about this on a show before, but there's this one therapist, I forget who it was. She's like 70 something years old. And she was doing an interview and she was talking about how she flirts like crazy when she goes out. She goes and she works a room and she talks to men and then she comes home <laughs> and she fucks her husband. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but she loved going out and enjoying people. And she liked that. You is know, this Pete, a story about yourself? Right. It, I mean, it is. This is me. This will be what <laughs> I'm saying at 70 as well. I like it as well. I, I like that mm. that kind of attention. I'm not leading anybody on. I'm not dragging them to the bathroom. I'm not telling them that I want to do things to them. I'm just being open and connecting with somebody. In my mind, it's not sexual, but if there is that attraction there between two people, I actually enjoy it. But I, you know, I will bring up my husband or my children to let them know that that's not where this is going. But I still, I, I like feeling feminine. I'm sure he liked feeling masculine and wanted. And 
it was very innocent on both sides. No, definitely. You know? I don't. So I, I don't. I don't think that there was malintent there. Just, just for you know, for you to hear and for other people to hear as well. I don't think it's ever malintent. It's just something feels good, <laughs> and you don't want it. Right. End. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I want to get yeah. to one question from our listeners. It's a little bit of a long one, so bear with me. Uh, hey, Kristen and Marnie and guest, great podcast. Been listening for a few months now, and it keeps getting better and better until now. No, I'm just joking. My question is in relation to actively actively dating with no intention of entering a relationship. It sounds worse than it is, so stick with me here. Basically, I've gotten out of a long-term relationship a few months ago, roughly six. I've been going on many dates for the last three to four months and having a great time. I've been able to have some super fun nights and meet some amazing women. However, because of my recent separation, I'm really not interested in entering another relationship at the moment. So I want to know whether you think it's okay to actually be dating at this stage. I'm not simply doing this for random sex and hookups. That's 100% not my intention or motivation. This is very in line with what we were just saying. It's more about just sharing company with women. And honestly, my main motivation is to make my date feel good about herself. However, on most occasions, we do get intimate. I've noticed after three, four, five dates with the same female, they do start to talk about the next step. I'm always honest. They basically say I'm not ready for a relationship due to my previous relationship breakdown. I've been told I'm being selfish, misleading, a jerk, et cetera, et cetera. However, I feel like I'm always acting like a gentleman and treating these women in the way I'd be happy for someone to treat my sister. Is there a way to go about this situation or should I stay out of the dating pool until I'm ready for another relationship? I don't want to include this in my online dating profile as I feel like most women will get the wrong idea or should I bring it up during the first date? But again, I feel like that would just be awkward. Why is he take, talking about a relationship we've only just met? Hope you can provide some light on the situation. I've just turned 30 if that helps at all. If you need any more info, feel free to email me back. Kind regards, Peter. Oh, it's so funny how that happened to go very in line with what we were just talking about. So... Nick, I would like to hear what you have to say. Well, I, my view, because I've been that person, I've been in that situation, is you've got to get out there. You've got to get out there and get start meeting people. If this guy is actually knocking it out of the park the way he says pretty much every time he meets a girl, or, yeah, he's got that very high strike rate, then well done him. I know from personal experience that you come out of a relationship and you kind of go, uh, I think, these are the female ones <laughs> I talk to. And it's, especially if it's been a long-term relationship, it takes a while to get back into it, to get back into your stride. So my comment will be, A, the only way you're going to get into another relationship is by dating people and seeing if it works for you when the timing's right. And B, you've got to get your game back together again. And that takes a lot longer than some people may think. And so you're not going to be getting it right all the time. And sometimes just actually having that confidence, because I know a lot of the teaching that you do, Marnie, you talk about confidence and that the way a man presents himself counts for so much. But when you've had the hell kicked out of you, either intentionally or not intentionally in a relationship that's ended, getting that confidence back is one of the hardest things that people can do. So get out there. That's what I think. And if the time is right for a relationship and the lady that you're with starts making those noises and you think, you know what, I don't really want to let this go, then you know maybe the time is right to start thinking about it. If you don't see it that way, then it's your choice not to. I hear what you're saying. Well, let's hear the female perspective on this. So Kristen, 
Do you think that women understand that concept of I'm dating just for fun and I'm not in the space to be in a relationship? Because you've actually just said that about yourself recently, but do you, is that something you can understand? I definitely understand it. Personally, it's not something I would be interested in doing necessarily because I think dating takes up so much time. So if you're going to be hanging around women, it's more of a time, not a time killer, but it's it's like an investment of your time. So if that's something that he's looking to do and thinks it's a good use of his time, I think it's absolutely reasonable. I don't think everyone is in the same boat. So for me, I'm at the age where it's a lot of time. And unless I'm really serious about someone, it's not really worth my time at this point. But I think, I think, uh, for him, a good idea would maybe be perhaps trying to date younger girls and not super young. But I'm assuming he is because he's 30. He's 30. It's okay to date a 21-year-old and those girls are probably not looking for anything serious for the most part either. So I would keep the pool maybe a bit on the younger side so that you're not fa- finding women like myself who are like, impregnate me now, you know? And it will yeah, like, you, I just gave you three of my dates. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> three nice outfits, three makeups, three Seriously. doing my hair. But okay, so let's let's take a step back for a sec- second. But it's true. Like, but what? So let's take a step back for a second. So when can he say something to women so that it it doesn't feel like they're being misled or that he's really just sidestepping away because he's not overly interested? So, like he had said, I get to the third or fourth or fifth dates. And they want to discuss relationships. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just like having fun. So what what would be the better time to tell women that he's in this space? Or is there a casual way to to say this? Because to me, it sounds like we've talked about this before on several episodes where there were guys who were talking about, you know, them act, acting boyfriendy with girls and then got confused when she was like, wait, but like, aren't we in love with each other? Or aren't we in a deep relationship? Or aren't we going to get married? And he's like, wait, no, I thought we were just friends. So I, I think that the way that he was describing what he's doing is is pretty intense. They're, they're, he's like treating this woman like it's her date and making it as enjoyable for her as possible, which is a wonderful thing. But he's he's also getting to the third, fourth, fifth date without really stating his intentions if they're not the intention of, I want to head towards a relationship. In my opinion, I feel like it should be brought up potentially on the second or third date or, or date or even before you get intimate with somebody. If you know that the person's intention on the flip side is to be in a more serious relationship, then I, I think you have to allow them that space to not be intimate and go in a direction they don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you obviously you were asking that to Kristen who's dropped oh. off, but... I mean, I, I think you put your finger on it there, Marnie. I'll pick up and uh, just try and yeah. respond a little bit to that. I, I think that's really wise advice. The The point that you make about, you know, we've all been on dates. You, you get the vibe for the person and things are going to come up and you're going to raise a question like, hey, you know, you don't even have to articulate it as a specific question. You just know where somebody is in their life. You know, if the guy's been with this girl, they've been out a couple of times. The fact that he's broken up from a serious long-term relationship like six months ago is going to be on a radar. If it isn't, it's it, he must be trying right. pretty hard to hide it. 
So I think he's totally right to actually just, whilst not shoving it in her face, just get that, just be open to the fact that you are going to communicate that. And I'm, yeah, I'm back out of the market and I've only been dating for a few months. So, yeah, I'm just seeing what's what in my life kind of vibe. And most girls kind of go, hey, that's fair. I'm not into that. Or, you know, let's what? Let's, you know, roll the dice and see what happens. Right. Exactly. I completely agree with you. I am going to wrap up the show now, but Nick, thank you so much for coming on, making us feel safe and secure the entire time, protecting us from all of the evils out there. So I really appreciate it. I know that you do own a business. Do you want to tell people how they can get in contact with you if they do want to protect themselves online and be as secure as possible? Absolutely. Well, you got the links and I know you put this out on the... Mm -hmm. uh, on the data, but um, Gord Alex and uh, in particular Gord Alex Digital Media.com, we've got some free resources, ebook opt in. So Gord Alex Digital Media.com slash ebook opt in or Gord Alex Digital Media.com slash courses if you're interested not to buy, just have a look. And we've got other free resources around there. And if you like my incredibly selective, uh, British accent and some of the bizarreness we get up to. You can find us at Gord Alex Digital Media on YouTube or Nick Gord Alex on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Okay, wonderful. Absolutely amazing. And I'm going to reveal something. So we had uh, Jordan on the show recently talking about his new online dating app, and he did mention that you were involved in it. So anybody who did uh, want to try that dating app, because Jordan had given out a link for it, which I forget right now. But just know that Nick is in charge of the security, which means that you can feel very, very safe and protected. All right. That is our show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm also putting them on YouTube on Fridays. So go to youtube.com slash Marnie Kinris and you can listen slash watch them there even though you're not watching anything. But you know what I mean. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week. Thank you.